Welcome to Creepy Critters, a podcast where me and a guest talks about a cryptid in somewhat lurid ways. My name is Jesse, and with me today is just a just a weirdo on a mountain, Chani. Hello, thank you, and greetings from my mountain and this weirdo, I guess. Yeah, today, um, I I wanted to get back to some you know, some good old uh, fearsome critters. Um, and, uh, or, or the, as I call them, lumberjack lies. And, uh, we're going to be covering two, two of them today. Oh, yay. So, um, but before we get started, uh, what, what's your experience with like cryptids and stuff? Well, I'm a Canadian living in Canada, so we have our very special Loch Ness Monster-esque cryptid. We have Ogopogo. Yeah, I keep on hearing about it, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. It's Loch Ness. It's another fish <laughs> thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We're thinking maybe another plesiosaur or some kind of long forgotten creature from who knows where. But she swims along in the Thompson River. So, and it's nice for, to have a female identified um, cryptid every now and then. So that's our girl Ogopogo. Well, honestly, uh, my favorite, my favorite, um, uh, lady cryptids are the ones that don't just kill horny people. <laughs> well, then Ogopogo is your girl. Yeah. Well, well, also, I do really like the ones that kill horny people, though. <laughs> uh, so, like, I think I just like cryptids. I think that's why I have a whole podcast about it. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, um, I've. My favorite one, I forget the I forget what the Japanese translation is, but well actually no, the Japanese translation is horse spider. Um oh. <laughs> that one's my favorite one, mostly because I'm very horny. Uh <laughs> 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 it's just like, yo, I'm a spider that has like a sexy lady top. I'm like a spider oh. centaur, a drider, some would say. If you're Okay, into, yeah. I'm a drider and I do and I basically just uh tie you up, fuck you, and then eat ya. I'm just like cool. She sounds that sounds divine. Like- that's wonderful. Great. That sounds great. Let me let me add it. <laughs> that that sounds like it hits like every point that a genuine monster fucker needs. Yeah, out I of wanna, a I, I just I just you know it, like it it does three things: bondage, sex, and I get to die. It's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> what more could you ask for? I know it's perfect. I mean, I feel like that's I- the best way to go out, especially nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I think that's why I'm such a a werewolf person, because you have something that's kind of human, but not quite, kind of animalistic, not quite. They will chase you down, they will fuck you, and then they'll eat you. And if they fail in eating you, you get to be one too. Yeah. Well, speaking of, we're not talking about anything that's like anywhere close to any of those. Um, we're be talking about this this episode, as you probably noticed by the title, is called Weirdos on Mountains. Um, we're gonna be talking about two of them today. Um, and apparently, I just decided to do the S uh, part of the thing because they both start with S's, but in alphabetical order. That's weird. Um, but I didn't notice that until just now. But we're gonna talk about. This one is like I'm gonna say generally not not awful by any means. Um, 
The other one is just an asshole, like just a straight up <laughs> asshole. And like, I don't know, like, but this one is, uh, this one's nice. It's called the Side Hill Goucher. Oh. Yeah. Um, so the Side Hill Goucher is a fearsome critter adapted to, the, to living on hillsides by having its leg on one side of their body shorter than the legs opposite. This feature allows them to walk up steep hillsides, although in one direction. When lured or cat, uh, chased into the plains, they are, cat- they are trapped in an endless circular path. So they do that thing where you only have one paddle on one side. Well, that's kind of unfortunate. Well, I mean, it's also, if you just really want to fuck one of them over, you just put them on a flat ground, and then you're just like, <laughs> and you laugh at them, and then eventually they cry themselves to death. Well, that's tragic. Poor thing. Well, no, well, if you if you actually the I was mentioning the squonk because it, for some reason the squonk became a thing on Twitter for some reason. Even mm-hmm. though I even though I not to not to be uh not to be elitist or anything, but I've known about <laughs> the squonk for a very long time <laughs> and very much identified. But they basically uh they basically think that they're so ugly that anytime someone looks at them, they cry. They literally cry themselves to death. Like, they just turn into tears. Um, I know, those guys, they're kind of almost, like, pig-like, but wrinkly, and... Yeah, and we, even though, like, they're, they're cute. Like, I would... They I would are. On. Yeah. Um, they, they, they remind me of, like, the hairless... Uh, they look like, like, really, like, formerly fat, hairless guinea pigs. That's exactly what I was going to say was guinea pigs, but yeah, yeah. all that extra loose skin, yeah, it's and lost they just, a few pounds. Yeah, and they just, they just cry themselves to death. But this one, it's just a it's a cow. It's basically a cow. Like think of a, a cow. <laughs> think of a cow. So it's a it's a cow. Is it bipedal or quadrupedal? Quadrupedal. Okay. But and it's ha- but but it's shuffles. It's like shuffles well, on hillsides. That, that's not sexy, but it 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 makes me feel kind of sorry for them. It makes me feel kind of sad. That brings out kind of my mama bear feeling. I want to protect them, kind of thing nurture them maybe well, get them to really work out on that one sec of sec of legs that isn't as strong as the other but no it's shorter it's like physically shorter on uh, side. yeah those poor babies maybe they just need like built up shoes on one side that's that's my new i'm gonna be a cobbler to these guys so that they can exist on the flat plains well the great thing about it is that if you don't know that if you haven't heard of the side hill gouger you may have heard of the side hill dodger, or the side hill hoofer, or the side hill <laughs> osel, or the side hill loper, or the Gaius Cutus, or the sidewinder, or the wampus, or the Gudafro, or the hunkus, or the rickaboo, or the racker, or the <laughs> proc, or the gwinter, or the uh, cuttercus. So are these creatures fairly widely dispersed amongst the world or it, it sounds kind of like maybe in kind of germany areas some of the names there or we'll get to that in just like a little it's just like a tiny okay. bit we'll get to that in a tiny bit so they are mammals who live in hillside burrows that are occasionally depicted as laying eggs oh okay so they're like platypuses uh they're also part of it. I, as a kid, as a kid, I heard about the person poisonous spur on the back of a platypus right. thing. And I'm just like the part cobra, um, <laughs> and like and now, no one else get like I don't. I have to explain every time I say the platypus is part cobra because it's just a dumb thing I thought of when I was a kid. It stuck with me, but, but yeah. Uh, but so there's normally six to eight pups to a litter. Oh, 
Since the gouger has feet for hillsides, it cannot stand up on level ground. And if accidentally a gouger falls from a hill, it can easily be captured or starved to death. Oh. Uh, when a clockwise gouger meets a counterclockwise gouger, they have to fight to the death since they can only go one direction. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's brutal. The formation of terrachets are attributed to um, gouger activity. That's like the like round spires out of the ground. Right, okay, yeah. So, uh, I also like, I would also maybe say that this I would almost say that this is a uh, a metaphor for toxic masculinity. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just like uh, you know, if you get in the way of each other, you can't you can't just let each other go by. You have to fight. <laughs> That's right. You got to fight for the death to assert your your dominance there. I also like to think like I like to think of the clockwise and the counterclockwise gougers like they're in rival rival gangs. <laughs> like like in West Side Story. Yeah, like one of them has a switch knife on one side and the other, and they have a really hard time stabbing because the side that's like <laughs> leaning away. <laughs> oh no, we we can write a whole musical about this now. We've got you know the lefts and the rights. Ooh, that might be a little bit topical for right now in our our real world leanings, though. Yeah, but uh, so the gougers are said to have migrated from the uh, to the west from New England, a feat accomplished by a pair of gougers who clung to each other in a fashion comparable to a pair of drunks going home from town with their long legs on their outer side. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that mean they act like a push-me-pull-you? So there was like one facing forward and one facing behind? Because previously yeah. it said that like if they came from opposite sides and they had opposite length legs, then they fight to the death. Well, these, well, you know, the, the, the line between hate and love is like very thin. <laughs> Um, and these, they loved each other and they're just like, you know what we can, we can do, maybe if, maybe if we both fuck, we can make a regular ass cow <laughs> and they failed. They just failed. But see, that's, that's the, the risk that you run, right? Either they would have made a regular cow or kind of like your munchkin cat or your corgi, a cow with very, very little stumpy legs. I mean, I mean that, I mean, that's also more functional though. It like is. really, really, if you just like, if you just, you know. Get 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 the average between the two. Like, yeah, that'd be you're, nice. You're there. You're already there. Um, but but alas, you know those those eggs did not did not hatch correctly. <laughs> maybe it's one of those things. If they laid them on like a slope, maybe that interferes with the uh, development of the offspring. I mean, what are they? Are they calves? Maybe if they're calf-like well, they're, they're creatures. Pups. Well, they're called pups. Oh, they're pups. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we and we know that this is definitely true because of po co podcast kayfabe. Everything's true. Um, <laughs> so, but I like I like the idea of that. I like the idea of two of them just being, like, you know, what we're supposed to fight to the death. But guess what? We're going. We're going to California. Oh. <laughs> and they did. They did. Wow, yeah. that's a long ass way to walk when you've got one set of legs longer than the other. Now. Um, remember that long list of names I said before? Yes. There's one more. Um, so a uh -oh. Vermont variation is known as the Wampahoofus. Oh, okay. Um, it is reported that farmers crossbreed them with their own cows so they can easily graze on mountainsides. 
That's humans for you. So uh, Frank, Frank Seymour Whitman and Nicholas Holton, in their joint tongue-in-cheek response to an article in the Smithsonian uh, Magazine, expounded on the taxonomy of the side hill gouger, which mm, I'm not even going to try the the fake fake Latin name they give them. Mm-hmm. It's too it's too much. Noting in particular the side hill dodger, which inhabits the driftless area of Wisconsin, the dextrose sinister limb ratio approaches unity through the metapolders on the downhill side is noticeably stouter. Oh. A special award uh, the Order of the Sighthill Gougers awarded to worthy members of long-standing uh, volunteer efforts by the Alberta uh, Group of Royal Canadian Air Force Association. So apparently they're oh. in Canada too. Great. Well, see, that's the thing. Cryptids do not, you know, observe human boundaries and borders. Weirdly enough, some of them actually do. But what? <laughs> yeah, some of them do. Some of them can't th- get out of lakes. They're kind of just stuck there. Well, that's true. That's true. But that's not through choice. That's through you know ev- evolution or lack of evolution. I guess I would. I would say that that is abiding, though. That is. That is. Yeah. But see, those aren't human boundaries. Those are like geographical boundaries. Which oh, I don't know. We can we can discuss the. the, <laughs> the the idea of of boundaries and properties, I personally don't think that that it is, but I feel like some people would. That's you know, true. Like that, but yeah. So, have you ever heard of a side hill gouger? Like, I have not, and I'm really confused because you said that the Wisconsin ones are called Wampa Hoofins. Is that right? No, the Vermont. Oh, the Vermont ones, excuse me. Yeah. And see, when when you say say Wampa, because I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, all I can think of is the Wampa in Empire Strikes Back, the big hairy horned creature that steals Luke and hangs him upside down. Well, I mean, I when I whenever I hear side, side hill gouger, I also hear side guild side hill dodger, side hill hoofers. <laughs> 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 Those sound like baseball teams. Uh, they could be. I mean, okay, so as much as I like Rickaboo, it also, Rickaboo Racker. Ooh, that, <laughs> dude, that's definitely, that could definitely be a baseball. Like, these are all just, I, I could just name off just like minor league baseball teams. and like It this sounds is, perfect. Yeah, it would be. Um, well, I think that we're pretty much done with that one. Um, so far, I'm ambivalent. Um. <laughs> wait, wait. Does that mean? Does that mean one of their sides are more like Bill, and the other is like more just like, like adult, like Cal? Ooh, we'll see. Maybe I was thinking more of you know how you get these people who just seem to work like their their upper body strength. So they have like these super strong upper bodies, but then their legs are just like these weedy little noodle legs. Oh. Imagine that, but like. Like straight down the middle, but 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 here's what I'm asking though. Like if you like, let's say like you know one of them, one of them is just like, well, I can't get it up the hill; it weighs too much, and it's just sitting mm-hmm. there. A guy put it out of his misery, okay? And because and because yeah. you're because you are a uh, an ethical person, you, mm-hmm. you you eat it because that's if you kill an animal, you should eat it. Um, yeah. And uh, 
like what would a butcher like like what would the butcher name the left or right side? The Pentagon. Because depending on if it's counterclockwise or clockwise, hill hillside gouging. Okay, of so if 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 your right side is stronger, so obviously, well, see that's the thing: is your leaner side gonna have like a more tender and juicy meat because it's weaker and it's not as worked, and then your 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 more worked side's gonna be like a tougher, more fibrous kind of meat, or is it gonna be the other way around? Well, I think the weaker side might be more marbled, mm-hmm. which is gonna be the higher quality meat. Yes, but then, but then you get like the, but then you get like the good, like, but like the more tougher fibrous ones. Like that's what that's. I mean, that's what you make. That's that's what you like tenderize the shit out of and make like Philly mm-hmm. cheesesteaks and stuff out of. You okay, know, like so, it's a cheaper, it's a cheaper cut of meat. But like, if you if you know how to work it, massage it, like it's mm. yeah. So I think that might be it. So you've got like your fast food on one side, and then you've got your you know. Your stay-at-home stewing. So you've got your stewing and your your frying side, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, I'll have to talk to a professional butcher about that. <laughs> if uh, if a half atrophied, uh, what they would call a half atrophied cow, one would be vil or not. <laughs> um, one side would be vil, but yeah, this is this is just an asshole. One we're talking about. It's called the slide rock bolter. Okay. Which also sounds like a minor league football, baseball team. It does. Well, because you slide into your bases, don't you? And then you're also bolter. I mean, you're fast. I mean, like. You're, yeah, running real fast. Yeah, and you, and you throw. I mean, I don't know. Throw, throwing rocks is it a baseball term? It, why, why, I was, why I was about to say that. <laughs> why isn't it a baseball term? I think that's more the question. But I feel like it'd be a negative one because, like, I feel like when you throw rocks normally like as a person mm-hmm. like let's say normal this normal day every day you pick up a rock and you're just like i'm gonna throw this <laughs> it's normally at a person do, do you feel like you normally pick up rocks and throw them on the daily i mean i do normally pick up rocks i normally don't throw them i normally pick yeah. them up because i think they're cool and put them in my pocket but exactly um but like i feel like most of the time people i would say non-neurodivergent people would throw are normally throwing it at something like an okay. animal, like not an animal, but I, as much as I don't want to say it, an animal, a person, a car, a cop who deserve uh, deserves it, you know. And then, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know, like property that needs to be destroyed so they actually get stuff mm-hmm, done, mm-hmm. you know, you know stuff. So I feel but like then, if you think about the power that's needed for that hurling of a rock, or the throwing of a rock. You'd need the same sort of power for like, and you want your rock throwing to be accurate, right? And when you're a pitcher, you want your throwing to be accurate. But so but the thing is, though, is like if you're a pitcher, you're throwing it out of purse. I feel like it'd be another term for a ball. But, but like by, by ball, I mean the when when the pitcher hits you. Yeah. So huh. like I feel like it'd be a term for that. Like oh, he's throwing rocks, and it's just like and there's yeah. this per dude who's just like beat the hell up. <laughs> or maybe it's you you know how you can throw a ball in baseball. Um, my my I'm not a sporty human being and I'm not one who enjoys watching sports that much. But I know that when in, in baseball, the the longest of sports to watch, you can sometimes throw a ball so that your your batter misses it. And that's the intention that you're you're throwing that ball with. Maybe that's throwing rocks because you're not throwing it to be hit by your batter you're throwing it to cause you know a diversion or get them out that kind of thing 
maybe. I mean, we need we need to bring this up with uh with just baseball in general. <laughs> but yeah, here we're going to talk about this one. Uh, so okay. the slide rock bolter is a bizarre creature recounted by the lumberjacks of North America during the 19th and 20th century. It is believed to live upon mountains of Colorado. But this beast only lives in the mountains where the slope is more than a 45 degree angle. It has an immense head with small eyes and a large mouth. It has a fluke tail like a dolphin with enormous grab hooks. Now, so, so basically you have like a, like a fish type thing. They're basically describing a weird fish. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you have a fish thing and well, more than 45, so it'd be like, uh, like Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm making the degrees with my hand. I'm with my more arm. than half a right angle. Yeah. More mm-hmm. than half a right angle. Um, and as a hook. That's, so an, base. that's an acute angle, right? If we go more, more than. More, well, more than. I mean, I guess it depends on where you're measuring from. Mm-hmm. If you're measuring from the air, it'd be acute, but it'd be. Yeah. So I, I would say you're measuring from the mountain, though. Yeah. But um, so it has a grab hook on the thing. So. So, so, so is that like its its limbs are grab hooks, or is this on the fluke tail? It's on the tail. Oh, okay, interesting. I'm imagining it's like the back back claw of like a like a bird, almost. Like they don't okay. really move it too much. It's kind of there for stability. Okay. So, so, what do you think this thing does? Before I tell you what it does, what do you think it does? <sighs> So it sounds like an aquatic animal, but it's on a big old mountain. Yeah. It it has a tail for stability. There's a a part of its name that's like throwing rocks. It doesn't sound like a particularly friendly creature. And it has a wide mouth and big eyes. So it sounds kind of froggy, kind of fishy. Kind of assholey. It it sounds like it just causes people a whole lot of trouble. Well, here's what it does. So all day long, it'll just wait for like a tourist or some hopeless creature below it. Like it's just like, I'm gonna eat that baby as soon as it gets away from parents. I'm gonna eat that baby. That baby's in me. Um, and at the right moment, it will lift its tail, thus loosening its hold on the mountain and rapidly descending down the slope. With the beast's ma- uh, mouths wide open, it swallows all that's gotten in its way. Whole oh, parties geez. of tourists are reported to have been gulped up with one swoop by taking parties back and forth into the hills. The, uh, the body is also so large and strong that trees are uh, in its path are broken and destroyed. And with its own impetus, it like carries, carries itself up the next like slope. And then it like slaps its tail all over. It just slaps its tail over the ridge, and then it's just like cool, about to mess someone's life up again. So it's basically like a living boulder. Yes, or some would say a slide rock boulder. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, that, I mean, it does uh, fit. Wouldn't you know what it does? It's a very. It's just a very fitting. Yeah. It 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 slides. It. Slides down rocks and it goes real fast. Yeah. Um. This this guy, this creature does not sound like a good time to me, unless you know. I I know a lot of people have that whole vor fetish. This creature sounds like he's the perfect candidate for that kind of thing. I do not have that fetish, so 
I, I personally find it uh, abhorrent, and I do kink shame certain things, and that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah, it's yeah. just like this. This this creature is not doing it for me. I've I've got this idea of like, have you ever seen Weird Science? You know when uh, Bill Paxton's older brother is turned into a gross kind of toad-like creature? That's that's the kind of vision I've got in my head for this creature. So I have a story. I'm excited it, for story time. It does cover it does you know cover a little bit of stuff that we already talked about, but this mm-hmm. is just the full story that was put into. I think it was fearsome, fearsome creatures. Whatever. It's a book of lumberjack lies. Um, but it's a real good look. Like look up fearsome critters or fearsome uh, creatures. It's mm-hmm. uh, public domain. It's all. It's a real good read. Lots, lots of weird creatures. Um, so, but this is a story. So, in the mountains of Colorado, where the summer, where in summer the wood is becoming infested with tourists, much as an easy. Much uneasiness has been caused by the presence of a slide, ro- uh, slide rock bolter. This frightful animal only lives on the steepest mountain country, where the slopes are greater than 45 degrees. It has an immense head with small eyes, a mouth somewhat on the order of a sculpin. I don't know what a sculpin is. That's a uh, kind of fish, isn't it? I don't know. I don't like fish. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to have to look this up. Let's see what a sculpin is. That being said, it is capitalized too, so it's a proper noun. Um, that being said, my curse on this episode, I mean, on this podcast, is I will always talk about fish because there's almost, there's more fish, there's more fish cryptids than there is any other type of cryptid. I wonder if that's because of our like primal fear of water. Oh, yeah, they're fish. Yeah. And they got kind of like sad little, sad clown mouths. Well, you know, I mean, they're they're allowed to exist, I guess. <laughs> they're they're not horrendously terrifying looking. They're kind of you know mediocre, spiny fish with sad clown mouths. Unterrible now. Now seeing that one picture of very wide, wide mouth, and so we we have a creature that looks vaguely like this, except it's it's large enough when it opens its mouth that it can consume you whole. Well, I mean, I mean, there's there's a little bit more, but yeah, but yeah, running behind, yeah. So basically, it looks like a sculpin, kind of behind, and it even has like the ears. Um, uh, the tail consists of a divided uh, flipper with enormous grab hooks, which it fashions over a crest on the on a mountain or ridge often remaining there motionless for days at a time, watching the gulch for tourists and other hapless creatures that may enter it. At the right moment, after sighting a tourist, it will lift its tail, thus loosening its hold on the mountain, and its small eyes riveted on this poor unfortunate and drooling thin skid grease from its corner of its mouth which Ew. greatly accelerates its speed. The bolter comes down like a toboggan, scooping it, the, scooping its victims as it goes. On its own impetus, it carries itself up to the next slope, where again it slaps its tail over the ridge and rates. Um, so, uh, the animal is not only a menace to tourists, but to the woods themselves. Many, 
many a draw through his spruce-covered slopes have been laid low. A trees being knocked down uh, by its roots or mowed off, as if by a scythe where the bolter has crashed through through him from the peak above. A forest ranger whose district includes rough con- uh, county between Ophir Peaks and Lizard Hat. By the way, it's lizard with two Z's. Of meaning course. it's the best of a lizard. Um, Conceive the bold idea of decoying a slide rock bolter to its own destruction. A dummy tourist was rigged and laid with a Norfolk uh, jacket, knee breeches, and a guidebook to Colorado. It was filled with it was filled with giant powder and fuminate caps, and post oh. in, in, in a conspicuous place. Where sure enough, the next day it attracted the attention of a bolter who had been hanging for days on the slopes of Lizard Hat. The resulting explosion flattened half the buildings in Rico, which were never rebuilt, and the surrounding hills flattened flocks of buzzards. Uh, fattened flocks of buzzards for the rest of the summer. Crikey. That whole thing. Have you seen a Korean movie called The Host? Yes, I have. That's what this fella is reminding me of, is the creature in the host. Because yeah. it hangs up on a, on a bridge and it just hangs there by, I don't know whether it's his back legs or its tail. And it has that huge mouth and tiny, I think it has tiny multiple eyes. That's it. That's all I have to talk about <laughs> uh, with this anyway. But, yeah, but what, what, do you, what do you think about the slide rock bolter? I think it's a really neat cryptid. Um, I haven't heard of it before. Um, with with all these creatures that are your lumberjack lies, it really makes me wonder. Like, you know, being a lumberjack, I'm I'm sure it's. I mean, it's quite a dangerous profession. But um, <laughs> what else are they doing up there that they're coming up with these crazy creatures? I mean, you think with you know a, a big group of these big burly bearded what we always think of as hyper-masculine men together. Surely there's better things to be doing up there other than making up crazy creatures to scare people away with. I would also say that this is, um, that they didn't have anything else to do Mm -hmm. at the camp. Like, they didn't have, they didn't, like, book, I mean, I I would doubt that half of them were literate, so books probably wouldn't be a thing. That's true. But the one thing they could be doing is each other, so that seems like a way better time. They could, but I mean, again, it's it's all men. We have refractory periods. That's true. That's true. So in, in those moments between embracing each other under the cover of darkness and chopping down trees when you need to recover, then you think up very bizarre creatures that eat tourists. Well, I mean, also you want to scare the newbies. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I suppose you can't really send them looking for a left-handed axe, can you? I mean, you could. You can also you can also have them try to hunt down a snipe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Which that and that's th- funny. Be- the being way, in the- Canada, a, a snipe up here. Uh, I don't ever don't know if you've ever seen Letterkenny. A snipe is a, a hot human being. Snipers. Oh, I did not. Well, for it's a made-up bird that you can't find. Oh. <laughs> no, I haven't watched Letterkenny. I've been told to watch it. Um, but. Also, I have so much more anime to watch because I just <laughs> uh, so I will once I get finished. Once I get finished with that, I'll I'll watch that. 
because you know just quarantine is nothing but just trying to find new shows to watch um, oh yes <laughs> um, i want to go to a movie i want to go to a movie theater i want to pay too much for popcorn and candy mm, oh yeah I wanna, I wanna go to a concert where like a bunch of just sweaty people like hit, like just, <laughs> just slather themselves on me like randomly because I'm like because I'm always the wall for the mosh pit. Of course. I wanna, I wanna have, I wanna barely be able to hear anything the next day because I'm right next to the amp. Like I just miss it. I miss it so much. No, I'm with you on that. It's it's a very very weird time to be living in right now. But, you know, it's a great time for, you know, catching up on all those shows that you meant to watch when you didn't have time to do, you know, like real world things that were fun. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I will I will say that um, because none of these can I can't think one of them's too big. Like, <laughs> my diagnosis is that no one has been treating you well. Love's the only okay, so. So first, we're going to be talking about the side hill gouger. Uh, so the would you adopt it? Uh, basically, there's a there's a cryptid this this cryptid orphanage, and there's all these there's oh. all these little I'm going to say seven whatever a seven year old version of this would be. So Neopets. So yeah, well you get but you get to skip all the super annoying one parts where and you get to the part where they could actually form coherent sentences okay. and know what they want half the time. Um, okay. So. So so we have so we have the side hill goucher. So mm-hmm. I'm imagine imagine like a baby cow, but like with real gimpy legs on one side, and also oh. is always going in a circle and will probably starve itself to death. But uh, this is this is a child you have to look after, uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, so you have a little baby cow, mm-hmm. gimpy legs. Oh, and if it's not on a hill, it will go. It can only go in circles. Oh, so. So, I've said this before, and I hope I don't sound like a monster. I would prefer not. I I would love this. I would love this uh, this as a as a child if it was thrusted upon me and I had no choice. But mm-hmm. if I had a choice, probably no, because that sounds <laughs> ooh ooh sounds a lot. Sounds like a lot. Because like because okay, first off, it it goes in a circle and just it could starve itself. To death because it can't do, like I mean maybe you can get it like lifts on one side but like can mm-hmm. it can't can it can it like does it buy a like can it build up enough muscle on the other side to be able to do it? Well, why not? Think about it. Like when you think about your gears on a bicycle when you go up or down hills, right? So when it's climbing up, its front legs, like the, the stubby legs, will be kind of like at the front as it's going up, right? So they'll be the ones that are doing all the hard work of getting up a hill. Right, and then as it's coming down the hill, then the short stubby legs will be at the back, so they'll be doing none of the work, and all the long legs will be doing the work. Is that right, or the other way around? Maybe it's the other way around. But I'm thinking, you know, seven-year-old me would be all over that shit. You know, here's a poor, pathetic creature that if I don't go in and save it, it's gonna walk itself in circles until it dies. Are you kidding? I'd have like some kind of, you know, little kid playhouse in the back that'd be full of nice soft bedding and i would sleep with it i would cuddle into that thing every night like ferdinand no younger me 100 percent. I, I i picked up every stray we nursed like mm-hmm. back to health so many so many animals i'm saying as a person who now has to pay for a 
just a perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Like, like, and this, this is basically going to be, you're going to be adopting a cow. So, but like, I, I have like a normal ass cat. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. It, you know, whatever that, that shit costs money. <laughs> like that shit costs, like, like I, like when I was a kid, I didn't have to pay for the food. I didn't have to pay for any of the other stuff. Like, I feel like if it was thrusted upon me, I would say yes. I would love mm-hmm. it to death. But like, no, I don't think I would do it if it was if I had a choice. I don't think I would do it. But what do they eat? Do they eat like grass and stuff? Grass, because yeah. I'm they- thinking what you could do is th- I know that it's fairly popular now, especially here on Vancouver Island where everything is cool and groovy. Um, you can hire like a flock of goats to like trim up your yard and stuff. Now imagine if you had a flock of these fellas. And you could put them, you know that they would only be able to cover a certain amount of area because they can only walk around, right? So it'd be so much more contained. A, you'd have a cute, adorable, pathetic animal that you would feel good about saving. B, you have an income from this cute and pathetic animal. And C, you get to feel righteous because at the end of the day, you bring this poor, neglected, weird creature home and you're giving it purpose. But I also feel like that's child labor and I'm against that. I guess it kind of is, you know, most people don't look at animals that way, right? They look at them as livestock, they look at them as possessions. But, you know, if I think if I was worried about feeding them, if my yard wasn't enough <laughs> to feed them. Well, but, but also the, the thing is, is like, if you like, unless you can be there constantly, like if it gets knocked over and it's, it can, like, it can just be stuck and go in a circle all day. Like you have to, you have to be living on like, something that's very hilly and like I, I don't know if you've been around like human dwellings we tend to like things to be flat I like things to be flat yeah yeah but so. it's also an excellent excuse to live off the grid right say you know stuff all this i'm gonna go live up the mountain with my my wobbly cow i mean i'm i'm still saying no <laughs> like i think if i'm realistic it'll have to be a hard no because like who, who's got time for that shit no one i mean like like i mean Maybe you can build up a rig or something with like with like uh like wheels or something, and maybe it can walk. Like, mm-hmm. but again, like like I don't know. It just feels like a lot of extra effort for. It does, but it seems kind of weird. I mean, like you know these these are wild creatures. So unless I found one that was already walking in circles or knocked over kind of thing, I just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I feel like it's a. I would leave it alone. Now, the rock slide bolter. Now, fuck one, that guy. No, well, 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 we're talking about a full grown one. We're talking about oh. a full grown one. We have, oh. we have a, we have a, we have a seven year old one that that's fully moldable by you. I feel <sighs> like I feel like this one. This one comes with similar issues because again, both of them rely on steep, steep areas. Yeah. But, but but like okay, imagine imagine this though, okay? Like it you have it in like basically you just build like a half ramp thing for it. Like it, okay, that's, yeah. that's easy to do. You can you can do that for like depending on how big, like you could probably do that for less than two hundred bucks. Like probably. if you do it yourself. Yeah, because yeah, like I mean you have to know how to fold plywood, which you can you can easily fold plywood. Um but but you make a little half ramp for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe even make a bolt. Maybe you get fancy. Make a maybe get a little bowl for it. Or if you're real lucky, you have a house with a swimming pool, and you just never fill the swimming pool up. Yeah, go you old school. The, yeah, so um, so like you have that. That that's basically mm-hmm. where they're at. 
And like maybe and maybe you, I don't know if they have to eat meat or whatever, but but like maybe instead of having teaching it not to eat like human shaped things, like you know you teach it be like hey here's here's your food and it goes and then you know it does its thing. And I, I feel don't like, know. I feel like you could I feel like you could teach this thing to do sweet flips as well. <laughs> Well, see, we don't know. It didn't really say anything about the temperament of these things, right? Because, you know, we can go into that with all these best intentions and, and you know, because it sounds like it almost might be kind of like seal or walrus in shape. And, you know, seals and walruses do fantastic tricks that could amuse you for hours. Yeah, it's, it's, basically, it's basically just like a... Please, please don't imagine what I'm about to say, but like an art, <laughs> but like a... But like a limbless, like a limbless, like snake that's a little bit fatter on the front. There's no limbs, but like I, I feel like I feel like if you just you can teach it to eat certain types of things, and you can also I feel like I feel like you know as it gets bigger, that's the thing it gets too big. Yeah, and do you think it like it only eats like humans out of necessity? I mean, think about where it is. If you're up in the Colorado mountains. There's way much more like quarry there than just humans. Why does it just eat humans there? Well, I think the reason why it eats humans is because because like we're not fast. Okay, so so like, we're dumb did, and slow. Yeah, so it tries to so it tries to get things that it's able to catch because it's very mm-hmm. limited mm-hmm. on it, what it can do. And like humans are dumb and slow. Like we're we also have no armor. Like it probably that's true. Pro- probably it's like stuff like deer and stuff as well. Maybe, but see what you're looking at here is when you think about how big these things are going to be when they're fully grown. Because that's what we try to do when we're responsible adults. We try to think about how big the animal we are taking into our care is going to be. Right. So it's like the difference between getting a Chihuahua and getting a Great Dane. And depending on how much like you know income you have, you know that's probably going to be a lot more manageable to feed a Chihuahua than it is to feed a Great Dane, right? And these things are obviously carnivorous. Can you imagine how much meat these things eat? I mean, well, okay. Here's here's another thing. You raise it to only eat some a, a specific type of person, and it's mm. your enemy. But no, see, then then you're skirting a line because it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to get rid of all these really awful people. But then are you going to get that like typical like crazy with power thing that you get? And you're like, okay, I've gotten rid of all the really – so I've gotten rid of all of my local Nazis. I've gotten rid of all my local white supremacists. I've got rid of all my local homophobes. Then what do you do? Well, you're okay. like, you know, this this person gave me the hairy eyeball in the supermarket. You're the next meal. Like that's that's tricky. Okay, here here okay, here's what we do, okay? We adopt it knowing that we're going to raise it specifically to kill people. Okay. 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 Then you do the thing where you blow it up after its mission is done. <laughs> like you just oh. like you're just cold. You're just a cold-hearted oh. assassin and we're just like there's this weird sliding snake ate me. It looked like a fish. And, and and no one's gonna believe you. So Ugh. so then well, no one's gonna believe like you know the person. So like once you get rid of what uh, like whoever whoever like you just you just blow it up and then you're just like <sighs> mission accomplished. I can do that. I I get attached to inanimate objects. I'm a pack rat. I can't throw out cardboard boxes. And you want me to kill this thing that I've like raised I mean, no, with no, love not- and fed my enemies? 
I can't do that to my sweet baby, no matter how much of a monster it is. No, no, you, um, no, no, I'm not saying you can do it. I'm not even saying I can do it. I'm just saying <laughs> one person could do it. It could but be it's a not thing us. that you do. Oh, so, that's That being said, dark. also, no. Uh, I'm yeah. saying also no for this one. But yeah. I'm just saying, there are benefits to this one. I mean, he does, I mean, if you were, say, like, Dexter, he's, that's, that's the perfect body disposal, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I, or, I don't know. Or, or, or. All natural, it'd be all, it'd be a way to get rid of, uh, like, dead bodies. Like, like, but, like, you know, but, like, people who just die. Like, you could be, like, you know, how about, instead of, like, a sky burial or something like that, mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. do it all natural. You just get eaten and digested and then all that. That's not bad. It's also, this thing sounds really Lovecraftian. So, you could become some kind of, like, cult leader. And that, that is your form of burial, right? So, as, as your cult is growing older and dying... You don't have to worry about burial plots. You don't have to worry about the money for cremation. Just feed it to your creature. And you could probably easily capture this into a thing. Yeah. Too. So like, so like maybe, maybe it's like the dark God you sacrifice. I mean, I can Mm -hmm. make a cult with it. You know what? I'm saying, yes, I'm making a cult with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. There's your inspiration. This, this is the way to go forward. Like I said, like I talked, I talked uh, on my other podcasts. About how angels should have made a, made a cult because mm-hmm. he literally looks like an angel. Like, make yourself a cult. Yeah. Like, ma- like you know, make yourself a messianic figure, and I can do this. I'd be like, I control this thing that will that will like just spirit like just secret away things and be like and angel I'll, the X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm gonna say yes because I can make a cult, and the best <laughs> kids you can make cults around. I don't know. I'm still going to have to say no because, like, you know, it's, it's, that's a commitment. And I don't know if I have the longevity to make that kind of commitment. And it means dealing with more human beings, you know? I see. Like, I, I don't, I don't plan on living past 50 and I need to go out in a spectacular way. So, you know? You could dive into the mouth of your God. Exactly. Wow. Way to be canonized. Exactly. See, like, I mean, we got it. I, I got mm-hmm. it right there. Um, I mean, I've been trying to think of a cult anyway, so, you know. <laughs> but then you've got to find someone worthy to continue the cult for oh, you no, in your absence. no, it doesn't matter. I'm dead. But what about the creature? It doesn't matter. I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> See, I would, I'd be like, <laughs> when I'm gone, I'm betrothing our god to you, oh, sister Flanagan. No, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say like, hey guys, I'm Audi and I'm going to go like, just jump into it. And they're going to be like, what is going on? And um, I'll hope that I can become a ghost because my unfinished business is obviously to watch them destroy themselves. So <laughs> but that, that is like your prize at the end of your, your years of building up the cult and, and feeding the beast. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you know, all the shit I said was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. Yep. So. Yeah, that's it. Well, actually, no, that's it for this one. We do have one other part. Okay, I'm ready. We 
are going to do baby fight. So this <laughs> is so we are stuck. This the creatures are going to be stuck in an arena with uh, on one side with two year olds on the other, infinitely spawning. So just so just so you pe- so just so people know, uh, they are going to be between twenty five to thirty pounds. You know, on average, they're going to be about you know about two and a half feet tall. Uh, they can jump with both feet. Mm-hmm. They can walk upstairs one foot at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they could say around 50 to 100 words. That doesn't really matter too much unless it <laughs> understands it. But I mean, it comes up sometimes. Yeah, they also get big, mad, big, sad. You know, they're just they're, they're true. toddlers. That's true. Um, also, they got real good burst speed and surprisingly sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and they're just spawning one a minute. On on the one side of American football, American style football field. Okay. And on the other is cryptid. Okay. So we are counting how many how many toddlers get to it and actively kill it. Also, these toddlers have a bloodlust. They will kill this thing eventually. <laughs> um on so we're gonna start with the south side hill gouger. That guy's toast. Yeah, with, I'm gonna with, say that this thing kills toddler. itself. Yeah. I think it kills itself. Either that, or you know, it just needs one good shove from a two-year-old. And if you've got a a bloodthirsty, hungered for violence two-year-old, that thing is toast. One hard shove, th- it's gone. Well, so so yeah, I also think that like toddlers, uh, they love jumping on things. So like, they sure do. I mean, I feel like it would. I feel like it would just like blunch in its blunch. I feel like it would take like three, like a couple to shove it down, and then they just jump on it. Yeah, yeah, it's barely and, anything. And you know, like. You think with a limited vocabulary of a toddler? Have you ever been trash talked by a toddler? It's oh, ugly. Oh no, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible. No, like kids, kids know how to like like adults forget how horrible it is to exist as a child, mm-hmm. and that child takes that out on you. That's right. They have no filter. They're gonna take tell that poor little bovine like creature how useless it is and how ugly it is. So it may not even die. From its, you know, physical ineptness, might just die from a broken heart. You know what? They might, they might even, they might even call it stinky, which Ugh. is the most horrible thing to be called. Or a poo poo head. That's that cuts to the bone. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like three, like barely anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think three is fair. So the side hill gouger is gonna be. The Ooh. next, I mean, not side hill gouger. Sorry, the slide rock bolter. Now, I will point out that it does it. A lot of its attacks depend on it being on a very steep area. So it's it needs momentum. Yeah, it needs momentum. That being said, there's going to at least be a couple of sacrificial toddlers. Mm-hmm. No more. We're going to see its big old mouth and try to do it. It's going to. Yeah, it depends on how hungry it is too, right? Like, how many toddlers toddlers can this thing just suck in? See, I think it could eat a lot because if it can eat mm-hmm. a full, if it can eat a whole group of tourists, and I think I think we've done the math. If we do the, if we do the like by pound, mm-hmm. like weight of like an average adult, mm-hmm. like that's like you know thirty times what I'm gonna say one hundred fifty. There's a yeah, good I was, average. I was, yep. So that's, that's five fair. toddlers, and it could do whole groups. The thing is, though, like, how many would it be able to get without momentum? That's true. 
That's a tricky one. So not not even just a little bit of a slope, like just a field, a flat field. That's a tricky now, one. I do think that the uh, that if it gets behind, I do think the tail will do could do some damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And depending on depending on the slope of the body mm-hmm. of the side hill gouger, I but feel like toddlers, toddlers would be able to get on top of it. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, wouldn't the toddlers have to be behind it for the hooks of the tail to get it? Yes, and I think some probably would, but I think mm-hmm. they'd be focused more on the mouth part. Because, you know, they're humans, they focus on the face. Yeah. The thing is, as well, is, like, our, our other fellas, they're kind of cute, right? So cute's going to win out in curiosity. If something's kind of repulsive, the kids might not even go close to it unless there's some kind of incentive there. Well, I mean, the, the, the incentive is the, the blood of the creature they're going to devour okay. With, okay. with their tiny little teeth. Um, <laughs> their, their milk teeth that are, like you said, way sharper than you can imagine. Yeah, they haven't been ground down yet. They could barely eat solid food. And another thing about toddlers as well, they have fingernails like little razor blades. Yeah, and I know one, one of my friends, every time I say, like, they're just like, you give the toddlers too much. I'm just like, I've seen a toddler, like, like I've seen, like, a toddler take down a full-grown man mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. They can. Like, not only are they remorseless, they run into walls and laugh at it. Yeah. Like, they also have like, this weird, like, homing sense within them. They know where the most weak points on your body are. Yeah. And they so just like, run into it. So, like, any weak point on that creature, these children are going to find it immediately and take it down. So normally, I would say that that would be like if it, this was more hominem and it had legs. Mm-hmm. I would normally say that that there would be a disadvantage, but this one, like, I mean, maybe they can climb it. it depends on the slope again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, toddlers are surprisingly adept at climbing stuff, but because mm-hmm. normally the death, uh, normally what the what kills the creature is the toddler being able to knock it over and suffocate it or jump on it to death or bite its eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this also has small eyes. Thing is, I don't know if it uh, if it have like good biteable surfaces either. That's a really good point. And what happens if you flip it over on the other side? You know, is is it be- its belly more prone? Like, what are the softest parts on this creature? We don't really know. Well, it's it's bot- like its belly has to be tough though. Even oh, if it's using sensation. a lubricant, mm-hmm. even if it's using a lubricant from its mouth, like it still would have to be able to not be sliced open by like random rocks. So if we think of something like a snake that has a, a, a quite tough outer hide. Hmm. So yeah, th- these these little folks are going to have to either go for like pure like bludgeoning force of again jumping on it or going for the eyes. Well, here well, here's another thing though. It it swallows stuff whole. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. uses the momentum to help swallow it as well. So I feel like if enough toddlers get in its mouth and it's just like, you know. It's going to choke. It's going to, it's not only is it going to choke, but it's also probably going to start bleeding to death from the inside from all the little. That's true. Little toddlers like, like, like clawing at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it says I'm, nothing. It says nothing about teeth on here. Yeah. It's, and see, I'm, I'm getting this, this vision of like, um, that scene in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Drax comes out from the inside of the creature, we're going to have this thing where this thing's going to get stuffed full of toddlers just because it has this big, huge mouth. And they're going to scrabble their way out of that creature, but not out of the mouth. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think what's going to happen is we're going to get a rare uh, vor death. 
Yeah, this, <laughs> this one. Um, <laughs> this normally doesn't happen. Normally we focus on the externals, but no, I think what would happen, because this does swallow stuff whole, and it does need the momentum to actually mm-hmm. defeat itself. So, like... I think it's going to choke to death on a bunch of toddlers. I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. Or it's going to bleed to death inside its yeah. it's this is, this is going to be a very, very ugly death for this creature. Yeah, I think it's going to be like, mm, yay, yum, they're just going into my mouth. And then it's going to be like, oh no, there's too much. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> it's going to explode with toddlers. It's it's going to, uh, can you imagine the work you'd have to put in to clean that all up afterwards? Like that's, oh, that's well, no, nasty. No. Well, this is all this is all individual pods of infinite torture for these <laughs> of, for these creatures. So we just blast these off to space once we're done, and we don't have to worry about it. Okay, that's oh no, cool. they're they're in my own little pocket dimension where I where I uh, rule everything. <laughs> that sounds like a very colorful place. Yeah, you know, there's there's one. The only one that would never have anything is when they fought the seraphim, which is basically just a f- angel on fire. Yeah, and the only reason why is because it couldn't get suffocated oh. by because because it, it has fuel to burn. That's the only one so far. Huh. So this one this one does not get the wave the zombie that World War Z zombie wave of toddler death, which is mm-hmm. um. I think this one gets. I think this one hmm, if it can follow swallow a full grown man. Yeah, I can or, follow, or woman, swallow so. three toddlers. Like, at least. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a good, like, 50. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because you're going to have, like, it's going to be like a multi-pronged attack, right? You're going to have toddlers going in the mouth. You're going to have it, them swarming this thing. And and, and I, think, I think it's going to try to scoop up as many toddlers in there, but... And it's going to easily, because, like... To- Toddlers have burst speed, but they also fall over really easily. They do. So, so like, it's probably going to be trying to swallow them up, and then it can't do all of them, because it mm-hmm. can't, you know, it's on its natural environment. And those toddlers are going to, like, scratch and claw and bite and all that stuff. Some yeah. will get stuck. Toddlers also have kind of, like, that nexus point where th- they're either on or off. So they're going to go full tilt boogie for about half an hour, and then it's going to be nap time. They're going to be done. And, and toddlers sleep, like, 11 hours a day. They sure do. So, like little logs too. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like like I'm gonna say around fifty to one hundred. Okay, so we're looking at about after about an hour, hour and a half, this thing is done. Well, well, I mean, some of them are just gonna not be interested and just take a nap or something. But that's the, true. The, yeah. the ones that get to it, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I think the ones on the outside aren't gonna get anywhere, but the yeah. ones on the inside are gonna be doing all the damage. This is a, a glorious thing to think about. Yeah, no, I've uh, one of my friend now thinks about like if they think if they think their uh, their two year old can uh, beat up like certain things, and it's very <laughs> it's very good. Uh, that's why I love this one because we get very in detail. You get desensitized thinking about these tiny little children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and being the curator of, of a human being, he's he's eight now. Though I'm thinking about how he was at that age. And yeah, he was either on or off. And once that attention is focused in on something, that thing that the attention is focused in on is nothing else exists. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think both of them are going to die very horrible deaths. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So, uh, do you have anything else to say about these cryptids before we do plugs? I just, 
I kind of feel sorry for both of them. They're both kind of useless. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason you know? why I called them weirdos on mountains because they're they're very useless outside of mountains. Poor things. They're they're very highly adapted to those situations. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I'm not mountain folk because I don't want to have to deal with either of these poor creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, uh, so yeah, do you have anything you'd like to plug for yourself or anything else? I sure do. My partner and I are starting a new podcast. We're about to record our fourth episode. It's called Morbidly Romantic. And it is a podcast between two long distance lovers about the horror genre. So I am basically the expert because I'm a massive horror nerd, and I've seen many, many horror movies, and he has had various life events that have inhibited from watching horror movies. So he gets to watch all this stuff with fresh new eyes, and we get to chat about it. Um, is the, is the intro to that uh, Love Me Dead by Ludo? No, <laughs> it's not. I have a fantastic friend who goes under the working name of Dark Mode who has, um, he's donated some tracks for us to use. So we have special tailored music. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. I just, uh, I just remember like edgy little teen me discovering like, uh, like that, that one Ludo album, which is all about like horror and romance mix. I'm just like, wow, this is dark and edgy and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) This is my life now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I don't think I've like really like grown out of that, which is on one hand shameful, but on the other hand, it's kind of awesome. No, I haven't grown out of it. I just, I've just weaponized it in different areas. (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) No, no, I, I, I now DM, uh, I now DM D and D games. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you get all your dark edgy stuff out there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Talk to me about D and D. Yeah. I'm I'm a big D and D nerd as well. So. And my my uh, collection of you know clicky clacky math rocks is out of control. I just I just spent like seventy bucks on a uh, on a uh, Kickstarter for some Lovecraft themed dice. <gasps> it's too easy. So throwing money at dice is too easy because you look at your hoard and you go, "Do I need more?" And you see just one set and it's sparkly or it's a particular color or it has neat things in the middle. And you're like, "Yes, I need three sets of that dice." Actually. Speaking of, if you wanna if you wanna hear about spooky stuff, I do have a podcast called Over Innsmouth where I read a Lovecraft story in mm-hmm. full with one of my friends and or they read it and we uh discuss it and we also release an audiobook that I that was described to me as uh spooky ASMR. So Ooh. yeah, so um I'm very glad to I would be very glad if people listened to that. It's called Over Innsmouth, and there should be, but yeah, it should be in the description. And also, you can, if you want to support me, I have a Patreon called, well, it's, it's Alphabet Flight because I made one for my Marvel podcast. Um, but it's same thing. Uh, but yeah, the, the link will also be in the description. Um, and, uh, this has been Creepy Critters. And, you know, like maybe if you're like a, like a mountain thing like just don't don't like slide down and eat random people like it's kind of an asshole move bye